Hey everybody, welcome back to Rocks Across the Pond. It's a curling podcast coming to you from Richmond, Virginia. My name is Ryan McGee and joining me as always from Southampton, England, our professor of Peel, Jonathan Havercroft. Jonathan, how are you today? Uh, I'm pretty good. We're not allowed to talk about any curling events in Canada, he told me, so we're going to talk about something else. <laughs> what are, uh, yeah, a couple of uh, a couple of events are going on. One just ended, and one's going on uh, right now in Canada. But we're not. Uh, we don't really have have time for that in in this episode. So we're just going to ignore that. And I guess if you want to get the podcast hot takes, uh, there's plenty of other podcasts out there. There's the girls; they've got their takes. Uh, our buddies at Game of Stones, I guess they'll have. They're doing like nightly, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're doing it nightly. I'm just sending out. Yeah. Um, I'm just sending out these fire tweets. <laughs> yeah, all, all I can watch actually is the afternoon draws, which are in the evening here. So I don't get to watch the the night draws, the morning draws during the daytime. So. I'm not. I'm getting about a third of the Briar and Scotties right now. Anyway, so uh, it's been fun. Yeah. The lot of lot of lot of upweight multiple stone takeout shots to to win games, and it's not even the championship pool yet. So it's been fun to watch. A lot of yeah, lot of, definitely definitely fun. Yeah, a lot of good stories developing. Um, but Jonathan, uh, since we started this podcast. I've kind of always said that the best stories in curling are in the B pool, especially when it comes to European championship time. Uh, and the B pool is where our story today comes from. In a country known for its solidarity movement, curling is bereft of it in Poland. There's been a division in curling in Poland for quite some time, and it kind of all came to a head earlier this year. On February 4th, as some of you may have seen, the World Curling Federation announced the suspension of the Polish Curling Association. While this probably came as a surprise to a lot of us here in North America and probably a few people in Europe, uh, this move probably did not surprise those close to the situation in Poland. According to the WCF statement, this decision came as a result of the Polish Curling Association not taking reasonable steps to resolve concerns the WCF had in relation to the PCA's governance structure in disputes between the PCA and the Ministry of Sport in Poland. This decision, which I don't think the WCF made lightly, was likely a decade in the making. Back in 2010, a group of clubs were dismissed by the PCA and started their own organization, the Polish Federation of Curling Clubs. Since then, their ranks and responsibilities have grown. Jonathan, you had the opportunity to interview the secretary of the Polish Federation of Curling Clubs, Marcin Made, who was able to bring that group's perspective on what has happened to curling in Poland. How did that go? Oh, the interview is really interesting. We learned a lot about well, certainly his side of the story, the, the side of his kind of association and federation. There's all, always, obviously, two sides to every story. Um, but it seems like there's been a number of tensions and fights building up over a number of years, and he kind of filled us in on that. He also filled us in a little bit on how the game is growing in Poland despite the political dispute. And I think it was just interesting to try and get a little bit of context for this statement, right? So if... You know, I, both of us were certainly caught off guard when we saw this posted on Facebook, and I'm sure most of the curling community was if they if they took notice of it at all. Uh, it's pretty rare, I think, in any sport for this kind of a sanction to be handed out. The, the closest analog I could come up with was uh, a college football one. Can you guess which one I'm going to go with? Uh, yeah, it's one that I've actually read the book about, which is... Um... Which is SMU football getting the death penalty in the late eighties? Yeah, so that, did they lose two seasons, or they? Well, the NCAA shut down uh, Southern Methodist football for egregious, um, egregious uh, violations of NCAA rules. The NCAA shut them down for one year, and SMU voluntarily added a second year just to try to get everything back together. Um, and this 
what really what really kind of forced the NCA's hand on that is uh, SMU was caught three times, and the third time they literally had a slush fund um, that was partially run by a former governor of Texas uh, to pay its players. Yeah, there's a great thirty for thirty on that if you're able to find it about the whole the whole story of the death penalty. But this is similar, right? It's for. For the WCF to suspend a member association, I believe it's unprecedented. I can't think of any other case. I certainly can't, um, in North American curling, think of either the USA Curling Association or um, Canadian Curling uh, ever having done something similar to a member association in Canada. So it's, it's a pretty severe step, and it has pretty significant consequences um, not just for the not just for the executive of that association, but for the curlers in that country too. All right, so let's uh, let's find out more about what is going on, and let's get to Jonathan's interview with Marcine Maday. Okay, hello. I'm joined by Martin Maday from the Polish Federation of Curling Clubs, uh, and we're, we've invited him onto the podcast to try to get a bit more information about a, a kind of curling news story that's popped up in the last month. So, for those of you who kind of follow social media, especially the WCF account closely. About three weeks ago, uh, a message appeared on the account saying that the Polish Curling Association's membership had been suspended in the WCF. And that was all the statement said. So Ryan and I reached out to some of our friends in the curling community, and we were able to find uh, Martin, who agreed to come on the podcast and explain kind of what the situation is in the background is, and then also um, his his position and situation in it, as I'm sure like most of our guests, most of our listeners are aware, curling, I think all around the world always has a bit of politics attached to it. And so he's going to kind of obviously explain his perspective, but we'll also try to get a, a little bit of an overview about Polish curling too. So welcome to the podcast, Martin. Hello. Hello. And I think before we get into the, the news story, what I'd like to begin with is uh, because most of our guests are, or most of our listeners are based in North America. Um, they don't, probably don't know that much about uh, Polish curling, the Polish Curling Association, what curling like curling's like in Poland. So maybe we could just start with a kind of few basic kind of overviews and kind of the history of curling in Poland. So just to start, how long has there been uh, active curling in Poland? Well, um, it uh, it has started in 2002 or 2003, uh, somewhere there. So it's almost uh, 20 years now. Uh, it had uh, some ups and downs uh, since then, uh, but uh, the numbers of players are, are growing. Uh, the, the biggest boom was in 2006 till 2010, uh, where we had uh, something around 400 uh, regular players in curling, both uh, men and women. Uh, then we had some crisis uh, in terms of the number of, of the players, and it dropped uh, to something about 200 players. But uh, for the last two years, it's booming again. It's uh, developing really, really fast in Poland. It, it, the main reason for that is thanks to the new uh, curling ring, the dedicated one, uh, which was opened in, in Łódź in 2018. Uh, the, the new ring is really, really modern and high-tech, and it's really 100% dedicated to curling, a, a really good place to, to visit. So um, now it's about 500 people which are regularly practicing curling in Poland. Uh, they are gathered in 18 curling clubs spread all over the country. Mm, the the Curling clubs are placed mostly in the, in the cities and towns where there is any kind of ice that people can can practice. So, how many places uh, do people curl in Poland? Aside from the dedicated facility in Łódź, where are the other uh, where are the other links that people play at? Uh, the main uh, the main cities uh, involved in curling are uh, Gdańsk and and Sopot. Uh, which is north of Poland by the by the Baltic Sea, uh, then uh, Kraków, which is uh, south, uh, then uh, Bełchatów, which is a place called really close to to Łódź, uh, Poznań, uh, and uh, the whole Silesian area where there is a few uh, curling clubs, and uh, Warsaw, uh, the the capital city. 
Oh wow! So there's lots of places to curl. Then it sounds like it's all over all over the country. Yes, yes, we try and uh, to uh, to immune this uh, this curling bug everywhere we are. So so it's it's growing now. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's great to hear. And there's also, I believe, a, a, like a major camp and kind of summer curling festival that the Polish curling community yeah. hosts every year. Yes, yes, yes. That's true. It's it's becoming uh, famous now. Um, we had guests uh, from all over the world, uh, even from Hong Kong and Canada. Uh, so every year, uh, just at the end of August and the beginning of September, there is one week uh curling uh curling festival which is called mazure a curling festival uh it's hold uh, it has been held for i don't know six or seven years now and it's a pretty successful event uh something about 200 people attending this this camp oh wow and that's that's in august of every year or is it uh... and the, the last week of august and this first week of september oh good uh, so it's a good way for people to start off their season. Then is that the thinking behind it? Yeah, perfect one. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's the, the, the this is the first uh, thing. So the beginning of the season. Uh, the second one that the camp is dedicated for the people who just started their adventure with curling uh, last season, so they can learn something new. They can uh, try to uh, try to uh, enter a new season with with some. Uh, some uh, important stuff to 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 uh, to follow the next season. Okay, so are you? You're also the general secretary of an organization called the Federation of Polish Curling Clubs. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and so, when was that group founded? Uh, this group was founded in 2010 um, by the clubs uh, dismissed by the Polish Curling Association at that time and uh, we we thought that okay if they don't want us in the pca uh, we will do something on our own so clubs gather together and uh, now we gather 14 uh, out of these 18 curling clubs uh, in poland so we have like the most uh, the, the biggest uh, we are the biggest curling uh, organization in in poland uh, more than 350 uh, curlers in our clubs, uh, and uh, we are actually responsible for the whole curling life in Poland. Uh, so uh, this uh, Mazuri Curling uh, Festival uh, is, is also organized by, by our members. We also organize every year the curling on the national stadium in, in Warsaw, uh, which is the biggest open event for, for curling. Thousands of people every year are trying curling on, on the national stadium. Uh, we also hold uh, the uh, curling festival in Tatra Mountains in uh, in February, uh, and over fifteen different uh, curling events in in Poland. Was there was it a dispute then between your organization and the and the PCA that led to the WCF's decision, or what was the triggering event for the World Curling Federation to revoke um, the PCA's membership? So, in my view, uh, the decision behind WCF of suspending the the PCA uh, was their misbehavior for a number of years, and uh, the years uh, that PCA was actually not responding to any questions or uh, to any um, notions uh, put forward by WCF that were mainly related to uh the statue of of the pca uh the actions of the pca uh dismissed the curling clubs at one time and the uh pca statement uh, standing that uh, they will not change uh, their behavior because pca yeah pca had a lot of uh, issues not only uh, on international level with with wcf but also locally here in poland and i know that uh, wcf was in a constant contact uh, with polish ministry of sports okay so so part of it's kind of what the pca is doing with respect to the wcf and its obligations there but from your perspective there was also a set of disputes that led to 
Polish curling clubs being removed from the Polish Curling Association. Yeah, that that uh, that is probably also one of the of the reasons. Uh, I know that WCF is also aware of the fact that uh, September last year, uh, Polish Ministry of uh, Sports filed uh, the application to the National Court Register for liquidating the the PCA. Uh, oh wow, that's pretty serious. Yes, um, uh, yeah, PCA was banned for the uh, public funding for the last uh, seven years, I believe, and uh, they they went into huge depths. Uh, so a, a lot different things happened, uh, which uh, well, th- they are not related to curling, uh, but uh, uh, they are behind curling, and and uh, the, the PCA's actions actually. Uh, made Polish curling worse in, in this this area. Wow! So, uh, so your organization? It's, so it sounds like you said it does most of the curling related activities in Poland, but does it have any role at all in the national championships and selecting who the national teams are to compete uh, internationally? Unfortunately, um, uh, the, the law in Poland states the, that uh, only national associations are responsible and they have the, the monopoly on organizing the, uh, the qualifications for the national team. And in this respect, we, we couldn't do it in the past and, uh, and we can't do it uh, inofficially. Of course, we do have our own leagues and, and bone spiels, but uh, it is not related to, um, uh, to, to organizing any qualifications for the, for the national. But this year the situation changed uh, because uh, the PCA is in the position that uh, it's actually blocked. It cannot do anything. After, uh, after the Ministry of Sports filed for their liquidation, two of uh, out of four board members of the PCA resigned. So now the PCA can't even make any legally binding decision because it just does not have any board members anymore. Uh, at least the, 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 the most of the, the board is gone. Uh, mm. So uh, we just wrote an email to the PCA a few weeks ago asking uh, if, uh, bearing in mind uh, the actual state and what's going on, can we do it? And officially, uh, we received an answer from the sports director, okay, do it this year. So next week, we are starting the Nationals uh, under the brand of the Polish Culling Clubs Federation. Okay, and so the winners of those championships would get to represent Poland next in next year's Europeans and international championships, world championships? Well, actually, uh, this is a really good question because uh, since PCA is suspended, uh, we do not know if we will be uh, allowed to, uh, the, 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 if the Polish uh, uh, national team will be allowed to any uh, international events. Uh, because uh, as you know from the, from the website of WCF, WCF just allow uh, two Polish uh, teams to enter uh, the international games. Uh, one of them is seniors uh, in April in Canada, and the other one is uh, Group C uh, level for, for women uh, in, in May. Uh, any yeah. other events uh, for the time being, uh, as, as Poland is being suspended, we are not sure if, we, if we're going to play there. So we organize the nationals. We will have the Polish champion, but we don't know don't know what uh, what this actually will mean, and if this uh, if these teams uh, will have the right to uh, represent Poland. Okay, so so does your organization have any relationship at all with the PCA, or is it just the two organizations just don't uh, coordinate at all? Then. Um. We act independently, uh, I, I would say. I mean, uh, 
actually hard to say if we act independently because PCA does almost nothing. <laughs> so okay. we are trying to uh, to push as many things as possible uh, for developing curling in Poland to bring more and more people. Uh, and uh, just asking PCA if we can do anything uh, if we do not have the right to do it. Uh, if our actions would be against the law, then we try to ask and persuade PCA if we could do it because we know they won't. Yeah. So we, we try. So Ryan and I tried to go on uh, Polish curling websites. So we think we found your organization's website and the PCA's. And, and so most of it's written in Polish, and it's us reading through Google Translate. But there was an issue that seemed to relate to karate clubs that uh, something about how the, the, the PCA was using karate clubs. And this was one of the origins for the dispute. And Ryan and I were kind of unclear about how karate clubs figured into a, a curling situation. So we're wondering if that's an issue where we've mistranslated something through Google Translate or if there is something involving uh, karate clubs. Um, no, you, you didn't mis misunderstand anything. <laughs> karate clubs <laughs> are still the members of, of PCA and not only karate clubs. Uh, uh, there are some uh, track and field uh, clubs, volleyball clubs, basketball clubs uh, brought in into the members. Uh, so the board, the members of the board have the majority on the uh, General Assembly. That's the, the easiest trick to do. Um, since uh, we do not have any representative in the board, we actually have no power uh, to influence uh, who will be brought uh, into, uh, into the membership of the PCA. So was that, that was basically a way to stack the deck in terms of the voting at the the national meetings. Was that the the idea then? Yeah, yeah, exactly. To have more votes on the general assembly. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we 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 found was a letter. I th I'm going to mispronounce his name because my I have no Polish, but it, it's, it looks like it's Andrzej Janowski mm -hmm. who's referring to. So he's basically saying he's concerned that some people in the Polish cur curling community have ambitions to usurp the PCA. So do you think he's referring to your organization or other groups, or what's what do you think's behind that accusation? Uh, this is an email that was circulated to the, the curling community pretty pretty broadly, I think. Yes, yes, I am aware of 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 this email. Um, uh, yes, and I know Andrzej Janowski as well. Uh, he he's now a sport director. And uh, frankly speaking, he's the only person trying to do something in, in the PCA. But at the same time, he's still trying to, uh, to have the power in the PCA. That, that's why he's, he's sending uh, strange emails, uh, trying to, to get some support from the, the curling community all over the world. Okay. Is um so is your organization is its ambition to become uh the new national governing body or would it prefer to have its members essentially get control of the PCA is there is that what the long term plan is for for your group or or how do you see your organization fitting into this whole this whole conflict with the WCF uh, I would lie if I said no of course we we thought about this uh, but um we are players um our our organization uh, are are consisting exclusively of players i mean we do not have any uh, uh like activists uh, uh being there for years doing nothing uh, everything we do we do for uh, for the players and for the development of curling in poland so actually uh, of course that that would be the easiest way just to uh, convert uh, our organization into a national uh, sport association in Poland and replace uh, the PCA. Uh, but uh, frankly speaking, we do not, not even know if this is uh, uh, possible from the legal perspective. Uh, what we aim at is just to make... Uh, 
just to make uh, everything right and square again in, in Polish curling. We, we also want to gain control of how the Polish national team is selected. Uh, as a players, we want to have uh, the, the, the feeling that, that the sport is, is our again. Yeah. So, is what's the resp- response in like the larger Polish curling community? If it's a, it sounds a lot like actually other disputes I've seen in curling communities all over, all over the world. To be honest, and often there's a kind of couple of groups that that kind of get quite heated, but then often most players just want to to play the game and not get too involved in the politics. Is that a similar response for most of the most of the average Polish curlers out there? Um, of course, there is some some people who just like to throw stones and they do not care about anything and do not want to be involved in any politics but uh, uh, frankly speaking most of uh, curling players in Poland are, are involved in, in this uh, there is a lot of different feelings about uh, about the whole situation most, most of us are just ashamed that uh, the Poland is known uh, from this issue with PCA instead of, uh, I don't know, a gold medal in the Europeans. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. At the same time, we are full of hope that finally something is happening uh, because uh, the situation with PCA and uh, the problems with PCA, it, it was already for years. And now uh, two different uh, organizations, uh, so WCF, uh, with suspension of PCA and Polish Ministry of Sports, with filing for liquidation of, of PCA, uh, they are just helping us. So we we hope that this situation will uh, will change uh, finally, and one day we will regain the control over curling in Poland. And um, we are grateful to to WCF and the Ministry of of Sports. Uh, but at the same time. Many people are really retired really about uh, this this struggle with with Polish Curling Association. So, do you think this is a unique situation for Poland, or is this something that that points to a larger governance issue in in the curling community or in the national community, like in, in the Polish sporting community? Um, I've heard about some conflicts between the the players and uh, and the national. Um, associations uh, in the curling community, but uh, in different countries, but never seen uh, it on such a great scale uh, as in Poland. Um, just just this issue where the PCA dismissed uh, most of its members because they had a different approach and different um, uh, different feelings about the development of curling in in Poland. And just to to be sure that they will stick uh, to their positions in the board, uh, I've never seen it before. <laughs> and uh, bringing the the clubs uh, just you know to have votes on the general assembly, this has not happened uh, anywhere. So um, I I think uh, that unfortunately <laughs> uh, here it it went too far and. Uh, Frankly speaking, I'm glad about the reaction of, of WCF that finally uh, they, they suspended PCA. And so do you have any sense of uh, what the timeline for the WCF is to resolve the issue? I mean, presumably the WCF wants some kind of organization in Poland representing curling. Uh, you know, how that gets resolved is obviously pretty tricky, but have they given any indication to you or the Polish curling community about how they, how they, what their timeline is for resolving these issues. Um, for the time being, we are of course waiting for the decision of the uh, national court register in Poland. If PCA mm-hmm. is liquidated, um, the issue will be cleared. There is no PCA. There is no uh, Polish member in WCF anymore. So we will have like an open road to uh, to be uh, brought in. But uh, if PCA still exists, uh, then I think we would need to organize a kind of round table uh, between WCF, PCA, 
uh, Polish players, uh, minist Polish Ministry of Sports, uh, maybe also Polish Olympic Committee because uh, curling is, is obviously an Olympic sport and Polish Olympic Committee has a lot of uh, uh, to say in, in Poland about this. Uh, then I, I think we, we shall go this way. Okay, so hopefully it gets resolved in the near future. Um, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast and uh, talking with us about this situation. It's obviously quite difficult. Uh, if anyone, if any of our listeners kind of heard about the the, the curling camp and wanted to go to it, go to it next summer, uh, how would you recommend they get in touch with your organization to to register for it? Um, the easiest way uh, will be following our Facebook profile. Um, any any information about uh, Carlink events, uh, international Carlink events, are always made in English, so you will be easy to it will be easy to understand. You can also uh, visit our website uh, pfkc.pl and uh, just contact us on uh, on our email, and we will let you know about everything. Okay, so thanks very much for joining us. Is there anything else you want to say uh, about this situation or anything about curling in Poland to, to our listeners? Um, please keep uh, your fingers crossed uh, to resolve this situation quickly uh, because uh, uh, th this is really uh, harmful to Polish curling. Um, uh, we hope that uh, we'll be allowed to compete again. Mm, and... Uh, and finally, uh, everything uh, will go to, to the right track for the Polish curling in Poland and, and internationally as well. Yeah, I hope so too. So thanks very much for joining us, Martin, and uh, turn it back over to Ryan now. So, Jonathan, what are we to make of all this? And there's a lot in there. Uh, based on your interview, Martin comes off as likable. He appears to have just the best interest of curling in mind. Um, however, do you think the PFKC's intentions are pure? Um, or do you think that this is kind of a power struggle that they're trying to win in the court of public opinion? Well, from, the, from what we've been able to hear from both the interview and some of the research we did online, it certainly seems like their story is credible. And I'm sure the WCF wouldn't have taken the steps it had simply on kind of a he said, he said kind of case. They certainly would have investigated and would have tried to find out as much evidence as they they could before they took this kind of a serious decision. So I, th I think there's there's obviously some there there, right? There's already been a decision rendered both by um, the WCF, but also it seems like there's legal proceedings going on in Poland mm -hmm. and with the Polish Ministry of Sport that's also kind of clearly evidence of judgment going on there with respect to the Polish Curling Association. Yeah, and what what the WCF statement when it suspended the PCA lacked was was some context. And Marcin here has kind of filled in the gaps and what we can we can basically consider what he had to say, the case against the PCA. And my conclusion is that the PCA's response to the allegations, at least so far, just has not satisfied the WCF. And they kind of mentioned that um, in their statement. So the PCA's side of the story really has to come from the person who's kind, kind of heading up that organization right now, and he was kind of mentioned in Martin's interview, uh, Andre Janowski. Um, so we reached out to him a couple of times um, to the email that, that was, that's listed. Uh, we reached out to him a couple times. However, he did not reply to us. So all we have to go off of right now is the very impassioned letter that uh, has been circulated around the curling community. This email came from the email address that we attempted to contact, uh, and in it, uh, Andrei Janowski wrote, um, The Polish Curling Association is profoundly disappointed with the WCF board's decision to suspend PCA's membership in the Federation. At a time when the world's curling community is looking for ways of attracting young people to the sport, Poland's 2020 National Under-18 Olympics event has brought together as many as 16 quite capable teams. We have regularly been attending the annual WCF 
uh, general assemblies for years now, and we see ourselves as an important part of the global curling community. We have also been paying all of our financial dues to the WCF. An inspection carried out by the Supreme Audit Office, which is the NIK, the highest level audit authority in Poland, which is independent from government authorities, showed no irregularities in the operations of the PCA. Although our association has had to go without funding from Poland's Ministry of Sport for years now, it continues to fulfill its statutory duties, organizing national championships in all categories, and sending our athletes to take part in international events. The World Qualification event in New Zealand was attended by two teams from Poland. We competed in the European Curling Championships B Division and the World Junior Curling Championships. The PCA is a member of the Polish Olympic Committee. We cooperate with the Ministry of Sport and are actively involved in proceedings of the Parliamentary Sports Committee. All this is possible thanks to the selfless efforts of a large number of activists who love curling. The suspension comes as a painful blow to those committed individuals who now fear that their work is going to waste. As in many sports organizations the world over, in Poland too, we have long-standing conflicts that need resolving. A group of our colleagues, formerly in the governing bodies of the PCA, want to restore the situation to what it once was and again take control of our association. The WCF's board's decision to suspend the PCA is a present for them and their ambitions. The Polish Olympic Committee appealed to the WCF not to suspend the PCA in its membership in the Federation, and our friends in the committee are standing by to help us in any way they can. Please let Poland's curling community resolve its issues in-house, without siding with just one of the conflicted parties. We are the ones who know best what our needs are. We kindly request the ECF board to restore the PCA's membership in the Federation. This is a letter that Marcin encouraged us to be skeptical of, um, but in it, Andre asked the WCF to allow Polish curling to resolve its differences in-house. Jonathan, is 10 years enough time for the WCF to finally say enough is enough? Or do you think uh, curling in Poland would have been able to fix itself without the WCF suspending its national governing body? Well, we don't, we don't know everything, but it's certainly a 10-year process is quite long. The, the, we, we do know there's been reports in the Polish press of some kind of a roundtable that happened, and Martin kind of mentioned that also in the interview. So it's not like WCF took this decision rashly, and they must have, through that process, concluded there was no possible way forward with the current organizational structure in place. So, um, you know... It would have been great to have Andrej on as well to decide to hear his side of the story and ask him some questions. But all we have to go on is is that statement, the WCF statement, and then what we've heard from Martin's interview. And kind of with two two groups kind of at least aligning mostly in their version of events, it kind of seems relatively plausible, the complaints that have been lodged against the PCA. Yeah, we, we looked into a lot of the things Martin uh, said about the PCA in his interview. Um, and there's kind of been a history of the PCA not being entirely on the up and up. Uh, we did find a 2017 report from the Polish Ministry of Sport and Tourism that um, had some questions about the accounting of the PCA. Um, Andre, uh, of course, disputes this in his letter and cites that independent body that supposedly cleared the PCA of wrongdoing. The most interesting thing to me that Martin uh, said was about the apparent addition of the different clubs, including the karate clubs um, and other sports clubs to the PCA. Um, what we saw uh, was referenced by the, the Polish Federation of Curling Clubs on its website uh, and by another website called Curling Poland. Um, and Curling Poland does kind of have a very anti-PCA slant in its reporting. Uh, but both of them had a list of clubs that it claims came from the PCA during a mediation session between the PCA, the PFKC, and the WCF that took place in October of 2018. That list included about 21 new 
clubs that were added, including many new curling clubs that uh, had apparently applied for membership, as well as some clubs that didn't seem to have any ties to curling. And so kind of searching around the internet and trying to find information on some of these clubs, I came up with some information on a handful of them. Uh, one of them was called KS Orzel. Uh, it didn't appear to have an online presence. Um, it was kind of mentioned here and there in various places. The email that I found listed for it bounced back. Um, one web website that I found that is kind of just a list of, I guess, Polish versions of nonprofit organizations and clubs like this uh, kind of referred to the club being in ruins. Um, another club, TMK uh, Pomorce, uh, again, the email bounced back and they did not appear to have any online presence. There was another club, uh, KS Victoria, uh, which was a rowing club. But on its Facebook page had a post about its curling team that went and played at the new facility in Wuj. It was about uh, its team going and playing in its first event in Wuj. Uh, what was interesting about that was they were very clear to indicate in the Facebook post that all travel expenses had been paid for by its by the own their own players. I thought that was kind of interesting, um, and then. Finally, there was another club that we reached out to, uh, GKS Corsair, and I did actually get in contact with someone um, with uh, Corsair. His name was uh, Tadus Snarski, and uh, he basically said he had no idea what I was talking about, and I you know, he said, we're a basketball club. We really don't have anything uh, to do with curling. I sent him the link that had the list of clubs with Corsair uh, listed. And he said, it's the first time that he was seeing anything like that. So he didn't really know uh, what I was talking about. So um, it's a tough allegation for us to prove explicitly, but it is very interesting to see um, at least three of those clubs not appearing to have an online presence or at least one not knowing that it was included uh, in this list of clubs. Um, it's also kind of tough to prove explicitly because information can be tough to come by on the PCA's website. Uh, they do list links to 11 curling clubs on their website, but they don't expressly call anyone members. Um, and also because it's tough to find a ton of information on the PCA's website. Um, it's also tough to just have it say in black and white where there's any type of smoking gun type evidence that any of these clubs actually voted in PCA elections. What we did find was an interview Andre Yanowski did with the website visual.com where he talked about adding a karate club to the PCA and defended the practice saying that karate is a sport kids start when they are very young, and then they can be introduced to curling and already have experience playing organized sports. So there appears to be some sort of acknowledgement that this might have taken place. It's a lot of stuff. Um, and Jonathan, anyone who's been in a curling club has seen that internal politics can occasionally be toxic. Um, and I don't think there's any curling is it any, or any curling organization that's immune to it. But Jonathan... You've been around a while and you've been a part of a lot of organizations in a few different countries. How extreme would you rate this case? I mean, this is the most extreme. I, I think there's a, <laughs> there's a pretty big, I mean, we shouldn't just like kind of sneer at B-pool countries though. Cause I, I recall there's no. a pretty big dust up in Ontario curling about the OCA probably like five, five, seven years ago, somewhere like a while back, but not that long ago. And mm -hmm. that was kind of getting a lot of attention in the, the curling press at the time. So, you know, Ontario is one of the biggest curling associations. It's probably by membership size, the biggest curling association on the planet. And certainly, you know, short of obviously Curling Canada, but, the, but a very large member association. And so even something like that is fully capable of having a kind of serious governance bust up. Um, this one's different because I think, it's the idea that it's suspended and that the consequence really does hit the players, that there's, there's not really any clear path forward for national champions. Let's not, yeah, let's not forget who this is really affecting because it's, it's not really affecting the people who are in charge at 
the PFKC or the PCA who this really affects are the players. Yeah. And I think it also, the other thing to keep in mind is I think sometimes people, when they kind of get into the politics of it, think that these associations are only for the elite players, right? But one of the things that WCF does for emerging countries is something called the Development Assistance Program, which is DAP funding. Uh, ECA certainly gets a bit of that. Um, but a lot of these, uh, a lot of these kind of emerging countries do. And that gives you several thousand dollars a year you can apply for in grants to do everything from kind of very simple projects like put on clinics or kind of kind of bring in a high level performance coach or underwrite organizing a curling camp or purchase necessary equipment for development purposes. So that's one of the things they're blocked from doing. Um, they're not able to necessarily participate in different camps. It's not really clear what happens to the Polish curlers if they say want to go to, if there's juniors there that want to go to one of the WCF summer camps because you're supposed to be a member of a member association. Um, there's a lot of things that grassroots curlers access through the WCF that if the, the member association's not there, um, they can be cut off from it. <clears throat> so, I don't want to get too extreme. Like from from the statement that WCF said they're going to let the next two championship teams advance to the relative their respective championships. So I think the WCF sounds like working on this on an ad hoc basis, but it's not trivial. It definitely affects the kind of a, the the potential for grassroots curling developing as well in this country. Yeah, I think that was because those, you know, they they. They had already signed up for those events. Those events are coming up pretty quickly, uh, including the uh, including the European Sea Pool, which is where the uh, the Polish women are head. the The winner of the Polish Women's Championship that's coming up very soon. They are they will participate in that event uh, that's coming up, I believe, in May. The the and if they they win in the Sea Pool, they get the, they would then if this is resolved then pulled the polish women would then participate in the b pool event uh that's this fall yeah so but it's not clear after that like it's not clear if the men if they i think so so martin made it sound like they're going to run yeah championships the polish federation curling club is going to run championships but it's not clear if the winners of those events get to go to anything or even if some, even if there's some reconciliation between now and say the Euros in November, they may have to rerun the whole championships again under a separate process, depending on what the outcome is with the governance structure. So there's a lot of people kind of living in limbo. So you may be playing in a cha- signed up for a championship now, you may win that, but that may not actually be the championship. So uh, to be a Polish curler right now would be very frustrating, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Finally, uh, Jonathan, what do you imagine? the final result is going to be here. Um, I think the WCF, you know, they're being kind of mum on the issue and they referred us to their, their statement from when they suspended the PCA. I think they're, I think the reason for that um, is beyond the statement. There's really nothing the WCF can say here that would make the situation better. And I think the last thing that they want is to say anything that, may make it look like they're trying to meddle in this process or even like even make it look like they're trying to replace a national governing body. I think that's like the worst look that any federation like this could have, um, regardless of regardless of the actions of that national governing body. Um, so is the WCF, you think, do you think they're kind of taking a wait and see approach to see what happens with the PCA and the national court record of Poland so that basically someone else would be making the decision for them. Yeah. And I think probably legally they have to, I mean, again, I'm not a lawyer here, but it, it seems like everyone as exactly, exactly as Martin said, probably the easiest solution is if the court decides to liquidate the PCA, but if the court doesn't, um, the why and the how of that might matter too. Right. And then that probably mm-hmm. kicks it back to a separate process. So it sounds like the easiest way forward was for the liquidation of the PCA. If that doesn't happen, then I think it could actually be quite an ongoing process where WCF might have to make some decisions. There may have to be some steps taken through mediation or some other process or governance reform to the PCA. Um, I mean, just one kind of obvious outsider observation is that there's not really solid governance structures and checks and balances in that organization in place when disputes do arise, right? And 
everything from the smallest curling club needs some kind of mechanism to deal with crises and conflicts of interest and ways to remove board people if they go, uh, they, they go kind of, you know, off on their own. And so it seems like that's regardless of what happens, hopefully the, whatever organization emerges out of this, there's some serious work put in, in terms of governance strategy to make sure that it's not, doesn't become a corrupt organization or a divided organization again in the future. Yeah. It seems that, you know, the, this is coming kind of at the best and worst time for Poland because it seems like curling is growing in this country and they have what appears to be just a really beautiful looking facility there in Łódź. Um, and, and they're starting, they're starting to attract curlers. So this, it's a curse and a blessing, you know, it's, um, I think getting, this is the right time to, to get curling fixed in, in Poland so they can continue to grow. Hopefully they don't lose any momentum that they've, that they've had because of this and, uh, whatever, whatever the final outcome is, hopefully that it, hopefully it has a, a positive impact on the future of curling in Poland and, it sounds like the next uh, the next step is whatever happens uh, between the PCA and the court record of Poland. So, Jonathan, you and I will keep our ears to the ground and see what happens there. And uh, once we have uh, more information on that, we'll uh, we'll let everybody know what's uh, what's happening next uh, for for the sport in Poland. Yeah, and uh, I think before we wrap up, we should thank a friend of the podcast, Stu Brand, who's been—I guess he was our fixer. Is that the journalistic term? <laughs> no, that's not, that is not a journalistic fixer. term, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going off—I'm going off a graphic novel by Joe Sacco called Fixer. Anyway, <laughs> so it happens that you base your knowledge of journalism off of things. But anyway, he—he he basically was the one who helped put us in contact with a bunch of bunch of people there and uh, kind of point kind of at first kind of explained the story a little bit to me because I was like, what's going on here, Stu? Cause he's got uh, a partner from Poland. So thanks to him for the help with this. And uh, one thing I will say is if you're listening to this and you're going to be in Europe in late August and interested in curling, one way you could help just the Polish curling community in general would be to participate in their curling festival that we talked about in the interview a bit. And, uh, like the like the Missouri Curling Festival on Facebook, we can probably tweet that out afterwards as well. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think I saw the link to that, and I'll uh, I'll I'll make sure that we that we send that out there. All right, uh, thank you everybody for listening, and I guess we'll uh, we'll we'll keep following this story and uh, and provide updates as needed. Jonathan, thank you for uh, for conducting this interview and and for all that you've done for this story. Thank you for listening to Rocks Across the Pond, a curling podcast. You can find all of our previous episodes and blog posts at rocksacrossthepond.com. Please remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast app, and leave a review. If you enjoyed listening, the greatest compliment we can receive is when you tell a friend about us. That helps us grow and helps us share our love of this great game. If you have a comment or question, or you just want to talk about curling, you can email us at rocksacrossthepond at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at Curling Podcast. We are also on Facebook and Instagram at Rocks Across the Pond. Thank you again, and we will talk to you real soon. Rocks Across the Pond.